this week's episode of the Founder and the Force Multiplier podcast, where we explore how founders and leaders work together with their right-hand partners to turn ideas into action and build wildly successful businesses. Today, I'm speaking with two of the co-founders of Desi, Liam Redman and Rob Corrado. Liam grew up in Essex, Vermont, selling duct tape wallets and creating lavish lemonade stands before he turned double the digits. While he was a sophomore at the University of Notre Dame, he took an idea hatched in high school and founded Desi. Short for designated driver, Desi is a college-exclusive rideshare app that connects students in need of a ride to students with a car on campus. Liam is a neuroscience major and entrepreneurship minor at Notre Dame, and he met his co-founders Rob and Zach and fellow students the first few weeks of college. Rob Corrado also joined us for the podcast, and he is from Newton Square, Pennsylvania. Rob heads up as CMO as well as co-founder. He was a FTT major real estate and Italian minor at the University of Notre Dame. Rob operates the social media presence of Desi as well as the driver, rider acquisition and experience. Zach, who was unable to join us for the podcast, is from Charlotte, North Carolina and serves as co-founder and CTO. Zach developed the Desi and Desi driver apps and leads all technical aspects of the business. Zach is a CS and ACMS major at the University of Notre Dame. I had such an awesome time chatting with these young entrepreneurs who are full of hustle and heart. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I think you will, then be sure to let us know in all the usual places, such as leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this episode. Hi, Liam and Rob. So excited to have you both here today. I know Zach couldn't make it, but he's the the third part to your your company, Desi. So welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We are absolutely thrilled to be on and and talk about us and, and Desi. Yeah, I am like fascinated by your company. I can't wait to hear about it. So tell us a little bit about yourselves. I mean, you're sitting in a, your headquarters right now, which is also My your apartment. Okay, <laughs> on, on campus, off campus. Okay. Yeah, you have a yeah. really interesting and unique story. And I'd love to hear more about Desi and kind of how you got started. What's the origin story? here? Yeah, absolutely. Well, as I, as I start talking with the, the Desi flag behind us in our HQ, Myself, Liam Redmond, I grew up in Vermont, actually, which is kind of a rural state, as many people know. And as a kid in high school, I really had a tough time getting to and from different places, friends' house, whatever. My parents weren't around to drive me. I didn't have a car in high school, so it was really difficult. So I kind of came up with this concept. What if there was an app or a platform where where friends could almost connect with friends to provide rides? Got to college. Now I go to Notre Dame. We're, we're sophomores. I'm a neuroscience and entrepreneurship major, 20 years old. And the problem was only at a greater scale here at Notre Dame. And visiting friends at other schools, we noticed it was a problem there too. So that's kind of how Desi came to be. Obviously, Desi is a we're a student rideshare platform for exclusively college students, meaning kids with cars with cars on campus can sign up to drive with Desi and drive peers from here to there to whatever location that you know students are looking to go. Yeah, and uh, that was great, Liam. Yeah, I'm Rob Corrado. I'm from outside Philadelphia. I am also a sophomore, and me and Liam met summer before freshman year. And I remember he always had this idea. It wasn't originally called Desi. Well, eventually, I would probably say like around this time last year, Liam decided that we're going to take Desi and we're going to try to go to the moon with it starting at Notre Dame. So he sent me a call. I am the CMO of Desi. So I'm doing everything from marketing to driver and rider recruitment to building a brand at the university. Very cool. I love that it, it started from, as most great companies do, it start, starts from a need there's obviously a need or there's a hole in the the market and you figured out how to fulfill that 
that need. I can't help but think, obviously grew up in Vermont. And I was thinking about the exact same thing the other day that I couldn't, I wouldn't even go some places sometimes in high school because there was no way to get there. If you have two working parents, they're busy. There's no way to get around the state. And so this is super, super cool. And it's starting at the university level right now. What's the, what's the plan? What's the goal? Yeah, so the plan for right now is to continue that kind of scaling with other universities. We've noticed this is such a large trend with the the Big Ten schools, the Midwest, and a lot of ACC schools like Clemson. We've also seen this trend right now. We're starting to, to figure out which schools we really want to scale to to begin with. But however, looking back to my the high school roots of Desi, short for designated driver, of course, there's just so much potential to look at different groups of people, even adults, I think, like coworkers. Mm-hmm. People in the same groups of, of friends or, or acquaintances can can connect and drive each other around. So I think there's just so much potential that current rideshare options haven't tapped into, right? There's there's not many rideshare platforms out there. It's the big dogs, Uber and Lyft, of yeah. course. And those things kind of stuck with that. In Vermont, it's super tough to get an Uber at a cheap rate and accessible. I, I had a flight land in Burlington and really late. My parents were in bed, tried to call an Uber and it was like 60 bucks to get a a 10 minute ride, which is just insane. So we definitely want to look into really tapping into that rural market. Of course, this wouldn't work in in a large city and that's not our goal, but there's just so much of a big of a market elsewhere where this really has potential to grow. Yeah. And building off of that, especially in like these mid-sized cities, like what South Bend really is, when you have all these students that are trying to go out on the weekends, you go into like our downtown area where all the popular nightlife is. Mm -hmm these rides are costing you upwards from like 40 to $50 to literally go five minutes down the road outside. And we just thought that really wasn't a sustainable price and a sustainable thing to do every single Friday or Saturday night mm-hmm. as a college student who already doesn't have a lot of capital for themselves. But um, yeah, like this whole idea of really driving other students, we were just totally thinking, oh my gosh, what if we could put that money into other students' pockets. So we're offering like that much safer and more affordable. How are you, how does somebody become a driver for Desi? And like, how are you vetting those individuals? Absolutely. So as many people know, rideshare is a very regulated industry as it should be. It should be safe. We all looked into becoming drivers for Uber and their Eats program. And we were actually afraid and scared how easy it was really? for us to become a driver. Oh, wow. Very few regulations. Of course, there's your standard background check and a couple, you know, MVR, which is a motor vehicle record check. But what we're kind of really implementing a step further behind beyond those, which we would all have in a safety program, is interviewing, personally interviewing all of our drivers. The fact that we know all of the kids, we're all in this closed ecosystem, mm-hmm. really. We're able to bring on team members and ambassadors at other schools and campus GMs, which we hope to have eventually soon, would personally interview a Zoom session with each of our drivers to make sure these are these are kids we want behind the wheel of the car and are really insured in providing safe transportation. Where what stage is the company at right now? Yeah, so we're def we're in our testing phase right now. We're excited to say we are on the app store. Mm-hmm. However, we're in a, very much of a closed beta. It's just our immediate friends at Notre Dame and we're just really figuring out these supply and demand waves. It almost really functions in waves when people are calling rides. So we want to nail down the the product here with our friends and then begin to expand at Notre Dame next semester with a full product that's available to everyone and then continue to scale throughout the Midwest. That's awesome. How are you balancing being the founders of this company and dedicating time to it? I'm sure it's taking up a decent amount of your time. How are you balancing that and being undergrads? It is a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. Like being an undergrad at a school like Notre Dame, 
we're putting in tons of hours. We both have a major and a minor actually. So we're both working hard on two different course subjects. So from there, it's pretty much just all time management. Mm -hmm. We're waking up early, completing our work. And then once we complete our work, we're working on Desi, writing emails, preparing for meetings, getting any notes together. Every Friday, actually, we come here and we meet as a team. And we're here any from what, 1 p.m. to 8, just talking straight Desi, anything, any notes that we have, any things that have come up, any feedback from other potential drivers or riders. So that's pretty much what our day-to-day really looks like. I can just tell you it's a lot of late nights. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of early mornings. Early, really. early mornings, if um, you really want to say it. Yeah, no, it's it's really, it's a tough balance. And especially given our majors, minors, it, it's really tough. And it's being students, we're, we're sophomores. We're in the middle of our undergrad career when it's full steam ahead in terms of academics. So, and the, the really, the other important thing to acknowledge is that we all have different class schedules. We, we met early last fall to try to line up our schedules so we can meet at similar times. But at the end of the day, we have different majors. So the classes all line up figuring out which times to meet, to communicate. We've got other team members we have to meet with and advisors and launching the product. So it's definitely a difficult scenario to manage, but we make it work and, and keep moving along. What's what's keeping you focused and, and driven? I would totally say just the passion we have for Desi. It's really, it's like our child. It's our baby. It's our company. And we want to see it grow. And we're just so excited. All the feedback we've received. I think every time we test this, the product on mm-hmm. campus and get the feedback of like, wow, this is such a cool experience. And students telling us like, this is such a great idea. And I think also the support of many alums we've seen, alums who have a lot of experience in the rideshare industry or, you know, in investments. And, and they've said, hey, this is, if you run with this, you could really make this something special. So I think the idea that like, we can truly have the potential to change the world and, you know, really disrupt the entire rideshare system is at least what keeps me motivated. But you can give a different answer. if you. Yeah, I mean, pretty much almost the same thing. Like the fact that we had this idea almost like a a year and a half ago, and now we're seeing drivers connect with riders, the app with our Desi logo right there on our phone. It's truly amazing. I remember when we first got our app up on test flight and you see like the green and brown D and we're like, oh my goodness, like this is really happening. And we're 20 years old. Like it's absolutely just an amazing feeling. Really look and see all the hard work that we've put in, all like the really late nights, early mornings. So I would just say across like our whole team, we're just super proud of this team, like ourselves and everyone else that's been supporting us. And the the other thing I'll say is I've always been a kid who loves to be told no. I love people telling me no so I can go and and change that and make that a yes. And early on, a lot of this, our friends believed in us, but we had certain kids say, oh, I, I don't that'll work. Like, how are you getting enough students to to hop on board? And I think that really motivates us and and says, all right, great. You say no, let's prove you wrong. And I think we're starting to do that, which is just really exciting. I know we had one of those kids who told us, no, I don't think you do that. Now he's a rider. So I I just watching that happen is just the most motivation anyone could ever have. Yeah, I was going to say the the marks of true entrepreneurs there, right there. Absolutely. Okay. So speaking of the team, I know, so I know it's the three of you. Is there anyone else on the team? Or is it primarily the three of you doing everything at this point? Yeah. So up until about, I want to say three months ago, it was just the three of us. But now we have a team of seven. Nice. It's a team made up of, of all different. We've got a, a junior and a, and a freshman on the team. We've been able, obviously, to, to hit the sophomore audience very heavily. But bringing on those team members that have the connections in different age, different, sorry, not classes, I should say, has been super beneficial for us. And 
And it's been one of the toughest things I've honestly found as a founder is figuring out the kids who are like really motivated and really want to help us and, and make a difference. And I think once we've fed those kids, which I truly believe we have, we've been able to just grow and start to really pass off tasks that we just don't have the time for anymore. Yeah. And building off of that, since Notre Dame's actually in a tri-campus community with Holy Cross College and St. Mary's College, which is an all-girls all school actually, both right across the street from us. We've been looking and actually building out further into the St. Mary's community and hopefully the Holy Cross community also very soon. So we have a couple of St. Mary's students working with us, trying to understand the layout and how that school really works since, of course, we both don't go there. So that's been a pretty interesting process too. And we're excited to work with them a little bit more. Very cool. Yeah, finding those those like early adopters or the people who are like really excited about what you're doing is so important. Talk to me more about how the three of you work together. I know we've got a CMO here. Liam, what what is your kind of role and responsibility and where does Zach fall, fall into play here? And how do you all three work together to stay aligned? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the CEO and Zach is our CTO. We've got a very funny, funny founding story where I met Zach in the lunch line in South Dining Hall freshman year and didn't know him at all, didn't know who he was, happened to bring up Desi and kind of the idea I was working on. He was like, Great, I can code that. Let's do it. So from there on, we just grew. We brought Rob shortly on after to build out the brand. And I think our kind of dynamics just are really unique and what make us so special. We had one of our advisors call us the the hacker, the hipster, and the hustler. Zach being the, the hacker, Rob the hipster, and myself the hustler. Because Zach is a very he's a logical person. He's very technical. And Rob is our very creative mind. And I kind of balance the two. And I think when all those ideas start firing, it, it really, it works well and flows well together. So yeah, our, our team is, it, it's definitely, we're, 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 we're much closer than friends now. It's like we're family. Yeah. yeah. And with family, sometimes there comes challenges and, and fights and disagreements. Absolutely. How have the three of you, well, first of all, what have been some of the bigger challenges that you've had as you've been building this company. Talk to me about one or two that have really stood out to you and how you, how you moved through them and what you learned. I think like challenge is like across all of us just like feeling managing our stress levels when we're in these situations where let's say like time is of the essence mm -hmm. or something like that an example of this is when we we're working on our app and trying to get onto the app store we we're just going like back and forth like we should apply we shouldn't apply we're going to get rejected we're not going to get rejected and we were almost at this point just like stalemated like the three of us were like we don't know mm -hmm. what to do we're all arguing different things nothing's going to happen if we're just continuously arguing so eventually we put our different thoughts aside and fortunately everything went well, but in the recent, in the recent times that has to be like the biggest not argument, but I guess like biggest like challenge that we've really had mm -hmm. come to mind, but anything else? Well, I would say the biggest thing is being first time founders. That's, it's a really difficult thing to be, we're all 20 and I think, yeah, we're all 20. So it's really tough to, to be able to go to whether we're looking for funding or whether we're applying for the app store or getting legal advice mm -hmm. to say, all right, so what experience do you have? And, and we can't say much. We're all, we're all new to this. And I think the tough part of being a first time founder is that everything goes a little bit slower because you're learning it for the first yeah. time. Obviously it's beneficial for us because whatever the next company we, we ever decide to, to launch or, or look into, we know how to do it. But for Desi, we're learning it for the first time. And I think what's special is a lot of our potential investors and advisors appreciate that and really work with us to, to get past that and really leveraging our networks. We're all from different cities, myself, Burlington, Rob Philly, Zach Charlotte. So leveraging those different networks of people we know 
to, to get the product the best it can be and expand it and find the right people that, to help us do that. That's been the most biggest challenge, but also been the biggest success I think we've seen. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I'm curious about when you talked about putting the, uh, putting the product on the app store, what, how you kind of were kind of going around in circles and disagreeing, like what was the deciding factor? Like, how did you break through that? Right. So our kind of our launch strategy was to launch on a weekend night where, where people are going out, students are, are going downtown, whatever. And the app store is a very rigorous process to get approved, where essentially from a, from a backend perspective, you can't have any but big bugs or, and the product's got to be flowing well with the right, you know, attributes to, to be approved for the app store. And the app store has a, a 48 to 24 hour policy. So we were scrambling like, Oh, are we going to, we set a launch date. Are we going to meet this? We got to apply to the app store to get on so everybody can get onboarded, not to the app. We're debating, do we wait another week? So I don't even want to get into, into it, but it's, it was definitely a funny discussion with the three of us. And we figured it out and sat down one night and applied and, and made sure we got on and, and launched that weekend. So it was very exciting. Very cool. You talked a little bit about all being 20 and going to investors and, and obviously looking for capital. Talk to me about that process and kind of where you're at in your whole capital raise journey. Yeah. So it's definitely, as I mentioned, first time founders, we'd never pitched. That was a very funny experience to pitch for the first time. The three of us ended up pitching all together with different slides. And we realized that doesn't usually work. One person usually got to pitch the idea so it flows yeah. well. But the due diligence aspect of well as investors, they support you, but they're not your friends, right? So they're going to ask you all the tough questions. And getting past that, I think the first time we ever we're really hit with due diligence. We were kind of deer in the headlights, like, oh my God, what do we, these guys aren't joking around. So figuring that out. And once we got past that, it's, it's become much easier to, it's almost like you're telling a narrative every pitch. And we, you know, we've received a lot of support from the Notre Dame Idea Center. They've helped us kind of bootstrap for now. They've provided different grants for us to, to develop out the product. Obviously we figured out pretty quickly, it costs money to make money. So they've been supportive there. But in terms of kind of future rounds, we're really looking into doing friends and family, a pre-seed and a seed. So we're, we're debating what kind of route to go by for this summer. That's really the goal. And a lot of that is determined by how the, this testing phase mm -hmm. goes, which should end in May at the end of the semester. So once we figure out, figure out how proven this, this product is mm -hmm. to be, we can then figure out which round we want to raise for the summer. And I think we just have like everything to thank for like the Idea Center. Like they've really helped us so much and the people there and the Idea Coaches have really given us all the tools to really succeed. Like last year, two semesters ago now, we came in on a Friday asking for $1,000 for Desi, our company. We didn't have our logo or our colors yet. And we got 20%, 10% of that money. So that really put us down. But fortunately, they've been with us every step of the way to really work with us, get us to where we're at pretty much today. So we're super grateful for them. Everyone on that team is super supportive. So shout out to the Idea Center. Absolutely. That's awesome. So speaking of your logo and just the marketing and branding side of things, I'm always fascinated how companies, how the iterative process of coming up with a company name, the logo, was it like an easy, like you already knew what the name was right away? Or did you have to go through some sort of process and get additional input? Yeah, I think with terms of like the name and the logo, I was designing stuff this summer. We were going like back and forth, sending Google Drive folders. Liam and Zach are like, now, now, like now, back and like, we're just like shooting it back and forth. With, the, with Desi, the name really came about, I would say, 
beginning of this summer. Yeah, uh, yeah. It really it caught yeah. on. We really like that. The four-letter, simple, you know, mm-hmm. easy to say. So. Yeah, and we wanted a logo specifically that you can actually scale. So our whole thing is that if you can recognize the Desi mm. D, then you can recognize it almost That's everywhere. Right. So if you just recognize our text, you can recognize it pretty much everywhere. A lot of like big beverage companies do that. So I took that in mind when I was originally planning. Very cool. Yeah. The other thing I'll kind of say about the brand and marketing side, you can jump in, Rob, Mm -hmm. of course. But with any company, the brand and marketing is important. But I think with the college, with a college specific audience and company, the brand, social media, all that stuff, marketing is even more important because we're all kids who've grown up in the tech age. We know, we love our social media. We know how things should look and, and be designed. So it's really creating media and, and social media that is really attuned to that college audience has been a super important role. And I think we've really done a great job of, of doing that by creating different memes or whatever that college students can relate to on our social platforms. So really targeting in on that brand that we're bigger than just a rideshare company and almost social media rideshare is what we like to say is just been a, a huge piece of Desi. Yeah. And big thing with college and with also social media in general is that everyone wants to be in the know, mm-hmm. right? Everyone wants to know what's going on. Like what's happening Friday night? Like what bar is, like what bar has a special, like what parties are going on? Like what's happening, right? Everyone wants to know that like special something and how can I get involved and how can I have a good time, right? So that's why we've been really thinking about furthering Desi as a social platform, not like a social media, but a social platform, yeah. right? So like Liam, you can touch more into that. Like, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, just so Desi, we see it being a really a need. It fulfills a need as you, as you mentioned before. And there's a lot of college apps that out there that kind of fill wants about where different parties or, or bars are, are, are going on. So I think the fact that we have that need and, and all these college students on our, on our platform, mm-hmm can have so much potential to fulfill all of these other wants that have been unsuccessful in other apps. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it would be integrated. And it sounds like it's a very natural expansion or natural extension to the core product. It's very interesting. Exactly. Yeah. As you can see, we have a lot of future aspects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I think it's awesome. So where, where are you at now and what's next for Desi? Yeah, right. So as I mentioned, of course, we're in our testing phase, still early days. We've got a lot of aspirations, but before we get to that, really a lot of this is hitting this Notre Dame campus and capitalizing on what we know here and beyond. We've figured out all of our friends know what Desi is. I would say a lot of the campus knows what Desi is, thanks to our fantastic logo and branding. But getting beyond that to people who we don't know, the other day I saw a Desi hat on somebody who I didn't even know who it was. And that was the first moment where I was like, wow, maybe this is just bigger than us now. So getting to that kind of momentum at Notre Dame is just our absolute next step and something we're super excited for. And I think beyond that, scaling at every school, that's going to be a tougher said, a tougher task than it, it seems because you've, it's, it's essentially building out an entire market. And I think once we figure out, figure out all the right things, it's important we make the mistakes now here at Notre Dame so we know how best to scale at these other universities and really make a complete product that works everywhere. Yeah, and we understand that we are going to make these mistakes, what Liam just mentioned, but we're really fortunate that Notre Dame is special. And I'm not just saying that because we both go here and we love this place, but it actually has like the perfect student population that we really think Desi would fit super well in because you have these students that love to go out and love to have a great time. But then you have also these students that just like to stay in 
and they're a little more reserved and stuff like that. So we feel as a the combination of the best of both worlds in these two different populations while you're living under the dome, we call it the home under mm. the dome. And we felt like it's going to flourish here. It's going to work here. And that's why we think Notre Dame is so super. Right. And I think even given a shout out to Vermont, I've spoken to a lot of my, my friends at UVM mm-hmm. and they've all experienced the same issue. Um, so once again, finding the people who can leverage this, leverage our networks and, and spread this. All my UVM buddies are like, when's Desi coming to UVM? So Next on the list is Vermont, of course, and we're excited to see where it takes us. I got a couple of final questions for you because you were talking Mm -hmm. about social media and how obviously you're you've been you're going to you are using social media to help spread spread brand awareness and adoption. What are the platforms that you're using? Like, right, I'm sure there's one I probably haven't even heard of, but like, what are what are the platforms that you're using most right now? Yeah, I mean, um, right now we're big on Instagram. Okay. That's like the big one, I would have to say. We all grew up with Instagram. We've had the same Instagram account for probably 10, 11 years mm-hmm. now. So we're on Instagram at Desi the app, all one word. And then we're also on LinkedIn, where we've seen absolutely phenomenal numbers, where we're posting a lot more of our non, I guess you could say like non college level achievements and stuff of that sort. So we've seen great numbers from search appearances to thousands and thousands of page views per day. So we think we're doing really well there in terms of our engagement and also with terms of our- Very, very cool. I always think LinkedIn is underutilized by- It is. Absolutely. It's honestly my favorite. If you even call it a social media, it really is like the greatest app on my phone besides Desi, of course, but- One One of the greatest, like kind of, I feel like stats we have on one of our decks is we saw 2.5 or 2,500 search appearances on LinkedIn for Desi in organic growth. So we were like, oh my God, maybe LinkedIn is, is a serious platform we should, we should look into. So that's the one where all the investors are on and whatever and advisors. Yeah. So, you know, really targeting that audience with LinkedIn has been such a huge piece. And there's a great account on Instagram called Almost Friday, where they have these videos they post every Friday of different memes and, and, and whatnot of college that are college mm-hmm. related. So we've almost taken those and started to, to create them with Desi and relate them to Rideshare. So that's been a big hit amongst the, the student population. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to check that out. La- last question. Are there any podcasts that you are just loving right now or that you just li- you listen to a lot? Books that you're reading? I always just, I'm just always curious to hear what founders are into. Oh, I've got, I've got a good one. So Guy Raz, How I Built This. That's my absolute most favorite podcast. I listen to that any second I get a break from school and Desi. Even before I came up with Desi, I was listening to that. I've always been a true entrepreneur at heart. And I love listening to how different companies were started. I think a lot of those different talks, I listened to the seventh generation one with, I forget his name, but he's the founder of seven, but he had a great podcast of, of how he built this. He's a serial entrepreneur. And a lot of his story kind of inspired me and allowed me to form Desi and look and be, say, hey, I could become a founder. It's tough, but it's such rewarding work and, and stuff that I'm truly passionate about. So that's my absolute favorite podcast. But Rob, what do you think? Yeah, I actually have a podcast and a book. I listened to Robin Hood Snacks probably, I'd probably say like three times a week, twice a week, whenever they're really coming out, which is like a 15 to like 30 minute podcast, just based like What's the stock market looking like? Any interesting news? All it condensed into one. I started listening to it about, I would say probably like a year and a half ago when it came up on my Spotify. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like uh, great intro, great hosts. They keep everything flowing really well. So absolutely love them. And in terms of books, actually, 
I have it on my coffee table right here. I'm reading Kitchen Confidential right now by Anthony Bourdain. He's someone I really look up to as not only like a culinary just genius, but also someone in terms of creativity and pure passion. It's a shame that he's gone too soon, but it's actually my second time around reading it. And every time um, I get down on either creativity or just uh, like that on from that like like that real drive to work hard, I think of Anthony Bourdain and I read a chapter. That's all. So it's kind of what I'm looking back on right yeah, now. Yeah, I actually just read that book for the first time a couple of months ago. It's a great book. Phenomenal. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so, so much. So is your is this the rest of your afternoon going to go into Desi meeting time or? Absolutely. We've got yep. meeting after meeting literally till 8 p.m. Oh, okay. as it is every almost every day. But we love it. We love it. We're, we're thrilled. I love it. Thank you guys so much. Awesome. Awesome. Thank Thank you. you so much for having us. All right. Have a good day.